Good morning, everybody. We have a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Tuesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. July corn futures down two and three quarters at 6.54 and a half. December corn is down two at 5.38 and a quarter. July soybeans up nine and a quarter at 15.32. November soybeans are up one and three quarters at 13.64. July Chicago wheat up two and three quarters at 6.65. July Kansas City wheat up two at 6.17 and a quarter. July spring wheat up five and a quarter at 6.90. Uh, if you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, leave me a review, uh, leave me a rating. Uh, that's real easy to do uh, on the Apple Podcast app in particular. That would really help me out. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you are watching these videos and not subscribed to the channel, hit that button and help me out. I'm really trying to get to that 2,000 subscriber mark. I think we're only like 40 subscriptions away or something like that. So see if we can do that here uh, this week. Remember, if you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.stand.com standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on grain marketing plan here in the upper right-hand corner for $49 a month. I offer a subscription service. It includes my morning email, which goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. It includes a text message service, subscriber-only videos, and content. I did a subscriber-only video yesterday regarding uh, carry, or lack thereof, as I put it, in the new crop corn and soybean markets. Um, I've discussed in podcast episodes and videos before how watching these spreads is extremely important. It can be a great way to pad your bottom line on the farm if you're aware of the, the structure of the spreads, especially in regard to new crop when it comes to you know harvesting a crop, putting it in the bin. How do you make those bins work for you? I discussed this situation a little bit yesterday in a subscriber-only video and kind of the things that you should watch for. So that's just one example of, of the different sorts of things that I've been doing with these subscriber-only videos, which have been very popular. To uh, get into the headlines here this morning, of course, USDA had its crop progress report out yesterday. The U.S. corn crop is 90% planted versus 80% last week, uh, 10% ahead of the 80% average. So we're about a week ahead of schedule uh, in general. States that are below the 90% mark in regard to corn planting include Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Kansas, North Dakota, and Colorado. So out east, you know, the Indiana and Ohio, we know they've been slow. Kentucky, it's been kind of wet. Uh, and then you got Kansas, North Dakota, and Colorado. Uh, the crop is 64% emerged nationally versus 41 last week and 54 on average. So emergence also about 10% ahead of average. The U.S. soybean crop is 75% planted versus 61 last week, uh, way ahead of the 54% average. States below 75% include Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Missouri, North Carolina, uh, Delta areas, Arkansas, Mississippi, Louisiana, uh, Kansas, and North Dakota also below 75. The bean crop 41% emerged versus 20 last week and 25 on average. I would probably make the argument that uh, we've got a pretty quick planting pace here, right? Uh, weather looks okay. Uh, the uh, weather in the forecast, you look at these forecasts here again this morning, we're still looking for some pretty big rains over a lot of the central and western corn belt down into the su southern plains over the next seven days. A lot of those areas have been dry. I think you've got to make the argument here that we've still got the potential for trend or better yields in regard to corn or soybeans. No, I'm not saying this is a perfect start. I'm saying that given the fast planting pace, given these forthcoming rains, given some of the stuff that we've seen, um, the potential is still there. We, we've got a good enough start here. We've still got a good six to eight weeks of weather until we can say with any degree of certainty uh, how good or bad this crop will be. But I think as we sit here on May 25th, the, the potential is there. 
The U.S. spring wheat crop is rated only 45% good to excellent in its first national rating of the year. That's got to be, I, I believe it's the worst start on record for the spring wheat crop. Uh, North Dakota spring wheat rated only 31% good to excellent. Uh, 50% of that state's crop rated fair, 20% poor to very poor. Uh, the crop's now 94% planted nationally versus 85 last week, uh, 85 on average. Emergence at 66 versus 47 last week, 56 on average. Uh, they caught some rains in some of spring wheat country here over the last several days, and you could see these ratings improve a little bit. Now, on that same note, uh, rains that had been in the forecast have been reduced uh, yesterday, and I think that's m maybe why we saw uh, that kind of midday bounce in spring wheat yesterday. They did take some of the rain out of the forecast for some of these areas of the Dakotas. China says that it will target speculators and hoarders in order to fight surging commodity prices. Uh, top executives at Chinese firms were apparently invited or summoned uh, to a meeting where they were threatened with severe punishment for violations, including excessive speculation, the spread of fake news, and commodity hoarding. The government says it will show zero tolerance for monopoly behavior, uh, among other things. I have no idea what any of this means or what the details are. I don't know how this will impact the grain markets. I couldn't imagine that it's a positive. I don't know that it's a negative either, but uh, we may hear more about this uh, down the road. Corn shipments out of the U.S. were strong again last week. U.S. exporters sh uh, shipped 1.7 million metric tons of corn. I believe that's above the pace needed to hit USDA's uh, full target for the marketing year, which ends on August 31st. So, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, you go back two, three months, a lot of people were kind of skeptical of uh, these corn shipments and the pace, uh, especially in regard to China. And now it looks like we, we have a very good shot of, of hitting USDA's full year target. The U.S. dollar index traded its lowest level since January this morning. I think a lot of this has to do with the Fed sticking to its uh, narrative, which is that inflation, if there is any inflation at all, is transitory, uh, meaning, you know, brief, it will be short-lived, temporary. And uh, they've kind of reduced, I mean, they, they talked about the possibility of talking about tapering uh, their monthly asset purchases, but they're not there yet. Uh, uh, James Bullard, who's the president of the St. Louis Fed, uh, spoke yesterday. He, th he said, quote, I think there will come a time when we can talk about changing the parameters of monetary policy. I don't think we should do it when we're still in the pandemic. So this is more dovish talk from the Fed, which is perhaps pressuring the dollar, um, a weak dollar, of course, typically a positive for any commodity priced in U.S. dollars. The uh, cattle market was uh, lower for the most part yesterday, not big losses, but uh, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 cents. Um, cash cattle still 119 to 120 last week. We've been stuck there for a little while. Uh, that cattle on feed report on Friday was a little bit negative. So I'd say uh, given that yesterday's performance was not terrible. The box beef market uh, up yet again yesterday, up 266 in the choice boxes at 327.83. Select boxes up $1.08 at 303.39. The outside markets here this morning, the stock market's up. We've got the S&P up 13. The Dow Jones is up 90 points. Gold's down two bucks. Silver down just a little bit. U.S. dollar, again, is lower. We've got the crude oil down 40 cents in the uh, July WTI, 65.63 last trade there. Bonds up a little bit. Everybody have a wonderful day today. We'll talk to you same time tomorrow morning.